It's been way too long. Yes, we're back, Ryan. It's Hello. A, it's a pleasure to talk to you about wrestling. Likewise, my friend. Sam's going to be joining us in a little bit. We don't know what Sam's doing, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's got he's got a, a pretty uh, rigid set of rules, I guess. <laughs> he 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 really. <laughs> Sam is the soup Nazi. Because yeah, if you if yeah, you make you have to take what he gives you, and that's it. If you make one mistake, you're done. Yep. For instance, he said that. Okay, so we're recording this right now. It's 6 o'clock Chicago time, so it's 4 o'clock west where you're at, Ryan. 6 o'clock where Sam and I are at in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I said, Sam, um, (laughs) we're recording at 6. And then he said something about that maybe he could come on at 6.30, but he'll be in the car. Yeah, and then he closed it with, either way, I won't have much time. And you just have to take that. If that's Abe and I having that conversation, it's like, yeah, I could, I could go till this time. I'm going to dinner here. Like, you know, we would explain why we we're only giving each other, you know, a half hour window. But with Sam, you just have to accept what he offers up. Yeah, because if, if you can't ask him, because no, 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 no you can't. <laughs> here, here, you be Sam. Anyone who anyone who listened to the to the serious show would know why that is. You know, the, the fuse is hot, is very very short with him. So I would say, Sam, where, where were you? He's like, why do you care? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I don't, wh- wh- why does it matter? Why does it matter, Abe? Yeah. <laughs> what's, the di- what's the difference? What's the What are you, a cop? <laughs> I think I asked him the other day what he yeah. had for dinner. He said, what, what, what are you, a cop? <laughs> He's fun. <laughs> He's fun. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyways, let, let, let's get into it because I, I've been watching some Scott Hall and Kevin Nash videos on YouTube. Yeah. And there's nothing better than watching those two talk about the business, the way they talk about oh, things. It, 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 isn't it remarkable? And I, I'm sure you noticed this. I'm sure this is one of your observations. But like to me, anytime I watch them, and this is, it's honestly, um, I really do find, and I'm not being sarcastic when I say this, I find it actually impressive. With the the amount of drinking and drugs and just womanizing and hard living those guys have done, that they can tell you, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember uh, I worked a twenty minute uh, Broadway with with Mysterio in, in the, the Norfolk Scope. Attendance was fifteen thousand six hundred. They their memories, dude, on certain things are just pinpoint. It's bizarre. Well, have that's ex- that? that's exactly what I was going to say. They know the city they were in. They yep. know exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, me and Kid were working the Rougeau brothers, and uh, yep. we were in uh, in Poughkeepsie, and yep. uh, we were doing a loop from Poughkeepsie to Newark, ending at the Garden for Raw, and uh, we're working the Rougeaus, and then uh, like it's, it's like they remember every like just every detail. How is that possible, every, dude? How with minds that have, that have brains that have surely been like damaged in, in every conceivable way, they still know the venue, the loop they were on, the opponent, the finish, the, their place on the card. It's it's like the four. It's the Hall and Nash formula. It's like I said, Bret Hart's formula is he 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 talks shit about someone, <laughs> then gives them a minor compliment, and then puts himself over. That's right. Oh no 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 no. He get wait. Is it a minor? Com- he like yeah. So uh. I always thought that. No, you uh, had it right. That's exactly what it was. I always thought that Kamala was a real piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> good hand in the ring, though. Uh, you know, I never thought though that he uh, in Stampede. I never thought he made the impact I made, though. 
<laughs> That's a good example of what Bret Hart does. Uh, uh, tugboat, though he thought he was a big cloud hopper. Uh, moved pretty well for a big man, but uh, never thought he could. Uh, didn't know many holds. When I tried to give him, teach him a hold or two, I never couldn't, couldn't learn them as quick as me. Nice guy, though. <laughs> and that's that's how you know that he really likes you that he'll add that voice. So you have the three elements. It's the, the burial, the minor compliment, putting himself over. And if he actually does like the human, he'll add that. that yeah, but it's always, an ins- it's always an insult. Right. But that last time you go, nice guy, though. Like, that's the <laughs> <that's, yeah>, entirely. <laughs> but Hall and Nash, it's like, they, yeah. they, the, the story is like, yeah, so uh, me and Kid... Uh, we, we got a, a, we got our guarantees, uh, 18K and then we went to Eric and said, we want 36. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And then Nash comes in. Yeah. We got the first, we told them 36 or we're out. So then they came back with 54. They tripled it. Dude, I don't, in any industry, and I'm talking music, movies, it doesn't matter. Have you ever seen anyone who loves talking about money more than Nash? He loves, dude. That's all that guy talks about. He'll be like, "Yeah, we uh, we went in. I told him I want sting money." <laughs> and then he takes those long, deep breaths while he's drinking wine. He's like, I "Told him I want, I want sting money." And Bischoff looked at me and he said, "No one makes sting money." And I said, "I do." <laughs> so then I called Scott and I said, "Hey, bro, I just got us a favored nations deal, and I'm talking sting money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Kev called me and said we got sting money. So then I said, Why are we getting sting money? Why don't we get more? So then we went to Eric and said we wanted seventy two. We got four times our rate. Yeah, so and mind uh, you, this 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 is when they were doing that Jim Ross with the fake diesel and razor. WCW, <laughs> we just gave them a verbal so they came back at us with double. <laughs> that story is such bullshit. I know. They cl- they claim that they were not. They, they claimed they had a four-year contract or something. Yeah. But Eric Bischoff thought they they might turn up on Raw, right? For even though he had an ironclad contract with them, yeah. But then he just decided to give them a new contract for double the money for <laughs> no yeah. reason. And it's not when you hear that shit. By the way, separate from from the ridiculousness of Paul and Nash, it really, you know, I, I really do. I listen to, to 83 Weeks, and I like Bischoff's podcast. I really do. And I think, and again, some of it's repetitive, but like when, when you hear him talk about some of the spending, it really is no wonder that company went belly up. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, they just threw around Turner's money like nothing. Well, I just watched a video today of, did you know that Lanny Poffo had a five-year contract that he got paid out for? With who? WCW. What? I was going to be in there as Gorgeous George. My brother, the Macho Man, said that I was going to be Gorgeous George, so I dyed my hair blonde, and I got a five-year contract. So he got paid out for five. He was going to be Gorgeous George. He dyed his hair blonde. He's like, I never had a great body, but I regret to say that I did do HGH. I'm only telling you that because it's a shoot. Oh, my God. There's no, there is no bigger asshole than Lanny Poffo, the brother of the Macho Man. No, he is such a prick. Yeah, and and the you know back in the day, even the genius, the genius gimmick that 
you know, they talk about putting asses in seats. Like, I, I guarantee you not one person, and I mean not one person, <laughs> every arena that dude wrestled ever went and said, like, I wonder if the genius will be on the card. Like, no one ever turned up to He was just there, and his, his poetry was garbage. Wait, you did a good impression you know? of him, of, like, what was it? It was something with... Oh, God. It was something... <laughs> it, was, it was something about the it poetry. It was like, uh, by now you should know not to mess with me, or tonight I will pin the killer bee. <laughs> It was just it was basic. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, he. Th- there's a video of him. There's some guy named Hannibal. I don't know who that is. He's some Canadian wrestler. Yeah, he's an old. Re- yeah, he's an old. Re- that dude that talks with that really like. Oh, oh, oh. He sounds like he's really <laughs> talking. I know. Yeah. But he does all those. He does all those shoot interviews. So. Yeah. He has he has all these interviews with the genius up, but there's a, mm-hmm. there, there's that clip where the genius and him got into a fist fight. You well, saw that? I remember? I said, I said, that? No, no, I sent it to you. Remember? Oh wait, that was him. That was Hannibal. Yeah. He's like, I where is he? Where, I, where is he? I, Where's yeah. Hannibal? I didn't know that was Hannibal. Yeah. I thought that was just was just Lanny Poffo slapping around some jobber. Well. He was. I mean, it was Hannibal. Like, it's, it's like Hannibal's main event, big mania. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Oh, wait a minute. I thought it was a jobber, not Hannibal. Yeah. Not the Hannibal. Right. Yeah. Why did they say it like that? He's like, where, where is he? And then he like took his. He he he, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and Hannibal had had him just got the right gun to the head. Hannibal showed mercy by letting him live. <laughs> Let me up. Let me up. <laughs> Yeah, and then he gets up and he's still running his mouth. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, oh, you're done. He's, like, he said, you're done. Right. It's like when um, it reminds me of um, like if you're watching cops and they're like the the the, the woman called the cops on her like domestic abusive boyfriend or husband, mm-hmm. and as he's walking out, he's like, you're done, you're done, you and I yeah. are done. Like, oh, oh, really? Like you're the one being arrested. Exactly. But you're the one who's still talking shit like you're the one talking yeah, you're down still to her. running your mouth. Exactly. And yep. by the way, let, let me just say one more thing about Lanny Poffo. I mean, the guy might be, I don't, I don't even know if he's respected or whatever, but like he the hurts. way he handled, so. no, he's not. The way he handled Savage's induction into the Hall of Fame where, where he, for years, remember he was saying like, uh, the family will not allow it unless <laughs> Randy and I are allowed in at the same time. I guarantee see you. I, on my life, that if Savage were alive and they offered him the Hall of Fame, he'd take it in a heartbeat, Lanny or not. And so for Lanny to be holding out for like eight years being like, Randy would have wanted us to go <laughs> You're so full of shit. Randy would have taken that induction in a second. Fucking liar. These were Randy's wishes. Then, Only then, me, him, and my father, Angelo. Exactly. And then when, when Lanny realized he's not getting in in a lifetime or ten lifetimes, he's like, I changed my mind. I would like Randy to be inducted. Like, <laughs> you change your mind because you know you're never getting in, you asshole. And how do you change your mind on your brother's wishes? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so were they his wishes or were they not? Right. Yeah. And what he, universe does Lanny Poffo deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? No, he's 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 maybe he's like up there with like Barry Horowitz, like those. He's like a pure jobber. Totally. And I would Absolutely. put Barry Horowitz in over him because he was such a good hand all those years. He, he, he's 
like skip of the body donnas or zip of the body donnas. They you know may I mean? have like called him someone. the Macho Man, but to me, he was my brother and the one that came from my mother. <laughs> they say he's savage, but to me, he's always just the man that came from Sarasota and was with my bab bab. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his poetry goes nowhere it, it doesn't even he, he'll rhyme one word in the middle like they may have called him savage although he was born in sarasota florida but his babbage said that it's like what's babbage he just makes up yeah. <laughs> oh god awful yeah so uh so i was watching that earlier and uh I, I, I get into those vortexes where I just watch old wrestlers shoot interviews, and then I'll, I'll fall into just watching how horrible a lot of it was. When you try, when you try to watch an old WrestleMania, like I would say from like WrestleMania, like I think the sweet spot is like five, six, and seven. Yeah, where they had like fifteen matches and like they were all three and a half minutes long, just awful yeah. headlock body slam matches. Yeah, nothing happens. I'll tell you though, I liked five through ten. I think ten was like where it peaked for me with Brett and Owen. Ten yeah, was yeah. great at, at the Garden. Even the one, it, what was it? Eight was it? A eight or nine at the uh, in Indianapolis that you were at? Where was it? What was that? That was eight. That was uh, Flair yeah, and Macho Man. I liked eight. Yeah. Wait, I saw Brett wrestle. Um, did I, yeah, I saw Brett wrestle Owen. Oh, that, that was ten though. That was at the Garden. That no, was no, the, the I, night that Brett ended up winning the title. But wait, did I see Brett and Owen at SummerSlam? You might have, yeah. Because it, it could have been that. They, could, they did that tour, yeah. Because the first SummerSlam, or the first event ever at the United Center was SummerSlam. And I remember me, yeah, Sam. Right. Yeah, me, Sam, Danny. And it was actually Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yep, yep. Because I bought a hoodie that it was uh, a short sleeve hoodie. Oh, nice. And it like it just looked awful on me. And it was too yeah. tight around the gut. <laughs> so, like, I wore it, like, twice to school, and then that was it. Yeah. Remember that when you would buy a piece of merchandise, you had to wear it to school the next day? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, oh, Abe, you were at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this Undertaker yeah, but hoodie. Dude, some, some of those matches, I mean, honestly, if you watch them back, those matches are real rough to sit through. Oh, yeah. They're just, like... Like the warlord against uh, Coco Beware or something in the middle of WrestleMania. Yeah, I, think, I, I feel like WrestleMania Five had Hercules versus Haku, and like I don't know why I remember that match, but like if you watch it back, it, it couldn't be less exceptional. Like, you know, it's just I, so. Average. I'm glad you just brought up Haku because Harley Race died today, and yeah. and I was just wondering why did they make Haku the king? Like who came up with that? Yeah, it's a good point. I don't think he ever won a King of the Ring. No, no, he beat he beat Harley Race and became the king. I'm just saying, why would they choose him ever to be a king? It oh, made I no sense. Like in kayfabe, yeah. Why would he ever? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. It makes no sense. Like, oh, it's King Haku. Yeah. Of course, of course, he's the king now. What? And he still wrestled with no shoes on and everything. He did nothing oh, besides wear a crown. Even if, but if you back it up, like even more, like. Why would Harley Race be the king? I mean, if you watch a Harley Race promo, <laughs> his promos were all very similar. Where he would just sit and he would be sitting. He was always sitting in a chair, like yeah. a folding chair. Listen to me, Haku. He would say like, "Yeah," and he and, and he would have that growl, and he would always say like, 
I'm the world's champion. <laughs> and I'll do anything to protect this belt. It's almost where Hunter gets his little, you know how Hunter acts at the end of words. Like, the game. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> he got a lot of that from Harley. He would just sit there. It's almost like Harley would be, like, you could picture him with a cigarette in his hand being like, as the world's champion, <laughs> I value this more than my own children. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What about that man was kingly or royal in any way? No. Like how, how did they decide who's handing out the, the king gimmick? And, and when we were kids, we just accepted both of them as kings. Like, oh, it's King Harley Race, yeah. of course, and King Haku, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haku couldn't even speak really back then. No, he couldn't. It, like it made no. He he was a king, but he was still a jobber on top of it. Yeah, he didn't. Yes, exactly. Here, here's a trivia question. Do you remember who beat Haku for the crown? Oh, my God. Who beat Haku for the crown? I don't. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, God. And then do you remember who beat Hacksaw for the crown? I don't. Macho Man. See, I don't. I, I, I don't remember any of that. I always felt like, for some reason, I blocked that out. I always felt like you had to you earned the crown if you won King of the Ring. No, 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 this was all before King of the Ring. And and, and yeah, for no, some I reason the crown was timeline wise, but the crown yeah. was never on the line back then ever. Except for that one match with Hacksaw for some reason. Like Haku did five hundred jobs and he didn't lose the crown. Yeah. And then for some reason Hacksaw won the crown. But then Macho remember he was king he was the Macho King. Remember when he was with Sherry? Macho King, yeah. And yeah, she was yeah. Queen Sherry? Yeah. It actually fit with him. I felt like he committed to the gimmick. So oh, it was awesome with him. him. Yeah. Yeah. But see, he's he's like a top level talent who can make anything good. Haku, it's like yeah, that's right. Just a fat ass, a big fat ass with those purple sweatpants <laughs> on. Yeah. I and you know you know he was like the toughest guy backstage. Everyone always said Ming. Uh, yeah, Tonga. And him and Harley Race, which is funny that those are the the guys that battled <laughs> over the crown. But yeah. They, Everyone always says like if I were to be in a real fight, I would I would side up with Haku. Did you ever hear those stories that like Scott Steiner or Rick Steiner, they tell they're like oh yeah Haku beat him ten out. yeah for for in like a barb fight or something. Yeah, hang on, uh, Sam's calling me. This hey, hey wait, right, wait before you answer, ask him where he was. Okay, I'm not going to ask him. You ask him. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Sam, yo, hey, oh. where were you? Hello. Yo. Sam? Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah we got you. Loud and clear. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Where you been? I am in the... I'm actually in the car right now. Uh, sorry. No, it's cool. We were just wondering. Oh, did you guys start yet? No, we did. We were starting. I'm just messing with you. We're, oh, we're on right now. Okay. No, no. He oh, said... Okay. He said oh, we're, we're, live. He's, we're, he, we're live right now. He said, where were you? That's what he said. Oh, sorry. No, I'm like in the middle of all this like Lollapalooza traffic right now. This is ridiculous. Oh yeah, it tastes Lollapalooza. That's right. Yeah. Who cares about that, right? When there's wrestling to talk about. That's right. We're just going through all the the, the lineage of the kings in wrestling from uh, Harley Race to Hawking to Savage to Duggan to Savage. Who was the last? Who was the last king? Was it? Barrett? I think Barrett. Wasn't it Barrett? Well, oh, King Barrett. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they started doing well, the first King of the Ring was Bret Hart, if you remember, and then the, the crown wasn't ever really on the line that much. 
Well, right, but there were there were there was like a lineage of kings because they they still would have like a match for the crown before King of the Ring. Like I remember, Sin Haku loses crown to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's right. We were talking about that. King Duggan. But but it made yeah. no. We were, we were saying it makes no sense because Haku. There's nothing about him that like. Why would you ever make Haku the king? And I know he beat Harley Race to become the king, but it made no sense because he. There's nothing. But as a, as a, as a kid, I never questioned it at all. That's what Ace just said, Sam. He said we just accepted really? the guy they made. <laughs> we, just, we just took it. <laughs> we accepted. Like, a, of course, Haku was the king. I'm, it was so weird in WWE seeing him without the without the crown and the royalty. I was like, what's this? Like. It's kind of like Why when you're a, not? when you when you're a kid. It's like like if you grew up in a house where like your dad beat the shit out of everyone with a belt. It's like you just accept it. <laughs> as as a kid, a wrestling fan, you just accepted everything. Yeah. Like oh yeah, of course. Let's, well, of course, of course, we're gonna find out what happened at Survivor Series in two years when we well, read the video. Your your spectrum of like analytics was really was wasn't. Right, so you you didn't understand understand the scope of creative. You were like, I wonder if Bruce Pritchard came up with that, or I wonder if Vince produced that segment. Right, like <laughs> you just there, there were very few things that you really understood about what went into it. So as 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 wrestling fans, like we're pretty hardcore wrestling fans, we forget that there's a lot of wrestling fans that I would call dodo wrestling fans, like we were as kids, like like just really dumb, like you don't know anything going on. You only you you, you almost think like. You don't think wrestling's real, but you if someone someone could definitely convince you that it's real. Yeah. Like that kind of fan? Um Yeah. There's like there's a lot of those fans and and we don't realize it because we're we're so deep into it. Like for instance, my right. mom, my mom's a huge fan. All she cares about is Roman Reigns. And no mm-hmm. matter what, like when anyone attacks him, she's like, "That piece of shit. What a piece <laughs> of shit." I mean, she yeah. goes crazy. I, I remember I remember as a kid watching Survivor Series, and this is when it used to be on Thanksgiving. Like, it was actually, I think, a year or two on Thanksgiving night. And I remember my dad's mom, my grandma, uh, she was over at our house at, at Thanksgiving, and she hated the big boss man. Hated him. This is when he was a heel. And I remember her, she was a bigger gal, just standing in my parents' bedroom. We were all watching Survivor Series. And she was just like... Speaking, wait, Ryan, Ryan, speaking of the big boss man, do you hear the police sirens yeah. in the background? He's coming after Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember she would just lose her shit whenever he would be on offense. She'd be like, no, no, you stop that fat ass. Like, I mean, it was, it was life or death to her. <laughs> yeah, so there's so many fans, and we, we're always so like, God, I can't believe they're they're trotting whatever out. Like Finn Balor's not over. Why? They, and like you, you watch the yeah. crowd and they're going crazy. Right, right, right. So, yeah. or like we're like, God, the Big Show's still around. But then you see everyone's like, Hey, he's a big old, he's a big old guy. Hey, he's a big old guy. Look at that guy, big old, big old guy. Those kind of fans. Yeah. We got big, like the fans who are impressed with size still. You know, let me tell you when I, uh, a good reminder of that this week. So I don't know if you're going to bring this up at all, Abe, but I had a little brush with Bray Wyatt this week. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I sent out a tweet. Um, my dog, Penny, was watching. Well, again, again, anything involving Penny, I'm, I'm responsible for. Number one, I named the dog. You did name the dog, and I appreciate that. Number two, Ryan uh, sends us this great video, and I said, hey, why don't you tweet that out to Bray Wyatt? Right. So, so I did. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying, any, anything with Penny, I've I've had all the good ideas. No, it's true. You you really should be her father. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, des- I don't deserve to have that. Um, 
<laughs> so I tweet this video of, of Penny watching uh, a package on the scenes, and she's like, you know how dogs tilt their head when they hear a noise they don't understand? Yeah. So she's literally standing in front of the TV just mystified by the scene. So I tweeted to Bray. He likes the tweet. And that just triggered a whole, like, I, I think we're over 15,000 views and, like, a lot of retweets and likes and stuff. But when you open it up that wide to true wrestling fans like you're talking about, like, I got a lot of, I read, I read a lot of interesting replies from people this week that were like, I believe they were serious, where it's like, bro, so sorry you lost your dog to the fiend. <laughs> 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 where I'm like, oh, God, you think it's real? Oh, no. And didn't, didn't Raven send you a tweet, too? Yeah, Raven. Well, Raven liked one of the tweets that mentioned. They were, someone tweeted, like, oh, I think the only person who could stop the fiend is Raven. You know, and Raven watched the video and liked the tweet or whatever, something like that. But did Raven offered Raven offer Penny to be the official flock dog? <laughs> I, I everyone in the flock, everyone in the flock had this had like this metamorphosis. There was like this change before they yeah. became a member of the flock. Like yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, Kidman was like sitting in the corner of the ring with like oh, mascara, sleeveless black sweatshirt on. Yeah, mascara. That you're right, Sam. As soon as someone put on mascara, you knew the next week they'd be in the flock. Yeah. Like, wait, why is Kidman wearing mascara and just like jean shorts uh, cut off at the knee? Oh shit! That's why. And then Raven comes up. Yeah. What so about my, me? My, my bigger point was was that you really you realize a lot when you really get in the trenches with a lot of the mass appeal wrestling fans. Oh yeah, you there the, the, yeah. there is a huge amount of them that yeah they it, it's true like they don't even have the network or anything they just watch Raw and and it's it's yeah. kind of they watch it with the imagination that a kid watches it with. Which, in a weird way, like, I almost admire. Like, I wish I could still do that sometimes. Well, you wish you could be that stupid. <laughs> right? Because there's something, there's something to be said about being really dumb. Because it, yeah. it, it, getting through life is much easier when you're really dumb. True. Right? Like, don't mind if I do. I feel like the dumbest... The dumbest people I know are always the happiest. Like the like the dumbest people I know are the ones who have the least life problems. Oh yeah, it's true, man. Because they everything just like bounces off of them. They don't. They don't. There's no like inflection. And I'm I, I don't mean that as an insult, but I, I sometimes I wish I was that dumb. Well, they're like yeah, I mean that's where the term ignorance is bliss comes from. I mean it's it's true. Well, they're the kind of people who love. I was born with a superior intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> cool, man. It's too bad we're all <laughs> we're all very adult. no but it, it, it's the kind of people who are so happy like yeah i got 22 hours of overtime this week it's like okay I, under- I understand if you need money but like you shouldn't like okay so let's say i needed money really bad right and i'd be like fuck man i worked 22 hours of overtime this week those dumb people are like hell yeah rock and roll man i got 22 hours of overtime this week man i'm living it up like what Wait, why? Why do you love working overtime? What? What? Yeah, man, doing double on Sunday. Oh, because of the money. Yeah, man. Whatever, man. The money's cool, but man, I'm doing 22 hours this week overtime, man. What? Good luck with that. Hey, before before we, wait, I, I want to mention some stuff about what's going on right now in wrestling. But just before we get there, they, I heard them say this again. At what was the last interview? Was it Extreme Rules, right? Say that again? Was the last pay-per-view Extreme Rules, right? Where The Undertaker wrestled? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, because Cole said again 
the best natural striker in WWE history. What makes the Undertaker the best natural striker? He has the striking ability isn't even good. So like there's oh, got the same striking ability as Shane, where they they're <laughs> visibly pulling punches. Exactly. <laughs> you got guys like Brett. You know call- no, go ahead, Sam. You know what else Cole has to stop saying? He looks better than ever. He, I mean, it's one thing to say about Undertaker when it's clearly not true, but he said it about Ric Flair on the Robert. <laughs> yeah, game. that was yeah, all. He's never looked better. And I was, and Flair literally was like on string. But his head was, was his head was bleeding. Make him move. He had a big yeah, cut on his head. It was hard to watch. And he's like, yeah. he's never looked better. And I was like, you can't, you can't possibly apply that no. to Ric Flair. No, you no. can't. You think back to some of those those clips of those classic clips on like WCW Saturday Night where. Or even NWA shit, where, where it's Flair, Shivani with the mustache, Flair with that long, flowing blonde hair in yeah. the prime of his life. That's a good-looking dude in good shape. And well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he has aged. Flair has literally aged like seventy years in the last fifteen. Yeah. Well, he almost died yeah, too. It, it, it's not good, and and they say he's never looked better, and he's got a colostomy bag sticking out of his pants, and you know <laughs> he's bleeding from the forehead for some unknown reason. It's just like you can't lie. You can't like one thing. Okay, it's it's one thing to like exaggerate, be like, oh, his head bounced off that steel chair, where it's just like an alloy aluminum. Yeah. And, like you can say steel and and like get away with it, but when you say literal lies that we can all see. That's like that's where you draw the line, right? I still it was re- like he took one step and his head started bleeding after just one. Yeah, one <laughs> step, blood started gushing yeah. out of his forehead. Just yeah. just the pressure of putting his foot down to the ground, yeah. like that <laughs> that like one inch off the ground and down. That kind of pressure just pushed blood straight and, off his head. And and and, and sadly, in his head, I know it a hundred percent. Believe that in his head, he still thinks that one day he's going to be world champion again. Oh, oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Sam, there's no way he doesn't think he's going to have another WrestleMania main event. Yep. Sam, I'll never forget this. Sam and I were watching the um, when Goldberg won the title from Hulk Hogan, and and he so like Hulk Hogan was remember he used to wear that sock hat when yeah. he was in the NWO. Yeah. So Hogan Horrible. Hogan's wearing that sock hat. Goldberg looks like he's like chiseled out of granite. He's just ripped, right? And Hogan mm-hmm. Hogan like pushed Goldberg into the corner, and I remember Tony Schiavone goes. Sometimes we forget the power of Hollywood Hogan, guys. Mm. Like, I remember saying... Hogan's a big guy, but he looked... um, Next to Goldberg on that night, he did not look uh, very impressive. Hogan wasn't that big in WCW. He he was pretty small, if you look back. He he, he got lean. I think he was off the juice for the first time in his life. Did you did you guys hear Hogan on the Stone Cold podcast? He referred to that as the gimmick. Yeah, brother, you know I was on the gimmick to us get big. (laughs) That's awesome. No, you, you guys are saying that was good, right? Yeah, it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I still didn't listen to it. It's a really good It's like a two-hour interview. Why? You, you know what? Let me just tell you why real quick. I, I feel like, and, and I have to probably get over this, but like, um, I feel like I've heard everything Hogan could possibly say at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to give you a little you teaser to get you into it? That's, that is true, yeah. There's not, a, there's not a lot more that Hogan could tell us that he hasn't already. Well, I'll, I'll just give you a little a little headline. He he tells a story about when Macho Man thought that he grabbed Elizabeth's boobs during a match. Oh, that's interesting. I see. I'd listen for that. Yeah, and then he got, and then and then you'll see what happened after. It's 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 a funny story. It's an interesting story. Ma- Macho Man was crazy. What are you yeah, doing, no, brother? What are you doing, yeah. to your brother? If Macho Man were alive today, he'd be, he'd be a survivalist. 
He'd be one of those guys that has shutters on his window. <laughs> He'd be stockpiling guns. He would think that the government was coming to take all of his food. <laughs> he was crazy. Let's get into uh, the current wrestling, because we all agree that the best part of WWE right now is Maria Canales. And that's... Isn't that- isn't that just crazy? Yeah. It's awesome. I, I just completely wait. Like, and, I, and I'm not saying that they should have had a spot before because whoever came up with this angle is really who should be getting credit for this. But there's something about Maria Canellis' face that's hilarious to me. because she's oh, She always has that pissed off look on her face, and yeah. she's always so angry. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like... I think when they brought them back in, they brought them back in as Maria and Mike Canales. So I think the gimmick from the start was supposed to be like this submissive husband, the wife has power over him. But that was never really, at least what I got out of it. And it was like only when they came back where I think maybe they really just like turned it up, to, you know, to 10. Yeah. Um, but it, I feel like they lost a lot of time with these two because it's really Dude, awesome. Same, same. And you know what's funny is that it coincides with their re-signing, right? They re-signed, and they re-signed, I guess, with some big money. And, and then the next week, I think, they, they launched into this. And obviously, with most of these gimmicks, I think we're used to seeing them, these storylines, like, start, stop, start, stop, light push. But they've really gotten behind it, and it shows what can happen when you tell a story. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. And when you, and, and yeah. when you actually identify what somebody's good at. Like, clearly somebody said, you know what, she could really kick ass in this role if we let her totally go. and so can he let's be honest i mean yeah and, and, oh yeah he's good part of what makes her so uh shine i guess in that in that role is that he really plays that that like defeated husband just absolutely perfectly and she's like get on your back yeah, like you're right. like you're used to doing like you always do yeah <laughs> now get on your back yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want my yeah, child to be my big question is, I, I mean, I, I've heard she really is pregnant. It just surprises me that if she was, they would let her be out there. She's definitely wearing a fake um, stomach right she's now. Not really, I don't think she is. I she really is, because she, she had no stomach for, for weeks, and now she has. I mean, whether or not she's like three or four months pregnant, right now she's wearing a fake stomach. It looks like she's like seven or eight. To like to accentuate it, yeah, yeah. to accentuate okay. it for sure, a hundred percent. She's wearing you, something. You guys, you guys think she's really pregnant, though, or do you guys? Think I do, uh, I do. Okay, yeah, but I don't believe yeah. that they didn't know about it. Me because there's, there's always a chance that, like, even if she's not really, you know, in an altercation, if she's out by by the ringside and somebody makes, you know, somebody makes a mistake, somebody runs sure. into her, that was that's like the worst PR in the world. Yeah. If, like you do anything at all to like, you know, hamper somebody's pregnancy. So I'm shocked that she's even out there, but um, yeah, I've heard she really is pregnant. Isn't it crazy too? I mean, that, that hey, you gave me a great point. Where who would have ever thought in 2019 Maria Canellis would be one of the most musty parts of Raw? But, yeah. but really, that 24/7 title has has been pretty entertaining. It has. It's been like the best part of the show, actually. Yeah, it's it's really and good, it's, but it's, it's also a lot of people like they what. Well, I was, it's made other people as well, like Drake Maverick. Like, I didn't know anything about that dude. He's actually really good. Yeah. But, you know, before the 24-7 title, I, I thought he was just, like, a very small jobber. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think they, it, it allowed them to do, like, more creative backstage things with people who actually are good on the mic and haven't had a chance to really get in the ring. So there's no, there hasn't been any point in even, like, them cutting promos. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's been great. And you know that you know that's his real wife, and she was in the May Young tournament, right? That is his yeah. real wife. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, she. I didn't even know that. But she is a wrestler too. So it's like it's just another way yeah. to bring it. She. Did you ever hear her talk? She 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 like doesn't under she doesn't say words right and stuff. Yeah, it's a rough. She's a rough promo. Yeah, but I mean, she she's good in that role. If she just didn't talk. Yeah, she was like an NXT. She was like an NXT, right? I, just for the May Young Classic, I believe. Okay. I don't think she ever wrestled anywhere else. But it just shows you that if you if you take time into all the storylines, like this Dolph Ziggler storyline is really good mm-hmm. right now. And it's like you can't you can't just concentrate on the main event. If you if you actually have real right. real storylines going with with everyone, everyone should have. And that's that that was the good thing about back in the day. Like Ryan, you always bring up the outlaw Ron Bass with Beefcake getting his haircut and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like there was always stuff. Like when the Warlord, I remember Sam and I were like, "Who is the best full Nelson? The Warlord or the British Bulldog?" <laughs> Sam Sam thinks it's a Bulldog. I think it's the Warlord. Like mm-hmm. even though everyone knew the the bad guy was gonna lose no matter what, yeah. But like everything mattered back. Like the, every feud. Like we were talking about Rick Martel the other day, how awesome he was. The Jake the Snake feud with the blindfold and all that stuff. Oh my god, with the with the arrogance, yeah. eyes. And it, wasn't it funny how the arrogance instantly blinded you? Yeah. Like if I if I took yeah. if I if, <laughs> Ryan if you came here right now and I sprayed some Aqua de Geo in your face, you wouldn't be blinded. At worst, I'd literally just go splash water in my eye for about eight seconds, maybe. I mean, you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, but it wouldn't, like, blind you to the point where you couldn't see anything and you'd be on the ground covering your face. Yeah. Like, that's what arrogance, the way they acted with, with arrogance, it was like someone poured acid on their face. Yeah. Like, someone took a full bucket of acid and just hit him in the face with it. That's the way they reacted <laughs> to arrogance. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I think at one point they even gave Jake, like, um... Like white contacts, maybe, and he, you know, he did a promo where it was like, "Oh God, he, he's blind." Like his eyes. Like, I remember that. Yes, that happened. Right? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. You see what you Everybody did to my eye? Was like super grossed <laughs> out. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my God, that arrogance is something else." Yeah, sure. <laughs> arrogance. But but it's a good point. And then, look, dude, for years and years and years, like uh, we've been saying that. Where if you just give everyone a storyline, right? Like it. it, it it helps people invest in these people. And look what happens. They're doing it. And here we are talking about how Mike and Maria Canellis are one of the highlights of Raw. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. it, it really proves the point that we've been saying for years. And and you guys think that so, Ziggler, yeah. you guys, so Ziggler, they, they tried to make like he was going to wrestle Shawn Michaels, but you guys are hearing rumors now that he's wrestling Goldberg, right? I still, I still think this is going to lead to a match with Shawn Michaels. Though. Maybe at Russell, but I thought, I thought Michaels wants to yeah, wrestle AJ Styles. Wasn't that the big match for Michaels? AJ Styles? Yeah, I feel like if he does wrestle AJ, he needs to start with Dolph. I don't know that Sean is ready to get in the ring with AJ, to be honest. I'd much I, rather I see like, him wrestle Dolph Ziggler, honestly. AJ Styles yeah. and the OC, they're all just so boring to me. The best thing about yeah. them is are those new shirts. I actually, That's like the best merch WWE's made in a long time. I, I, I actually, I, actually I, like, I like that new angle. I think that AJ, I think AJ as a heel is 500% more effective than as a face. Same. Like... I, I actually think as a heel, he's like main event caliber talent. As a face, I can't stand him either. Yeah, but, but even uh, as even as he a heel, though, like what's what's he doing, though? Like, let's party. Let's party, guys. That's all I keep hearing him say. No, let's but party. He, but he, did, he, did, he just comes off like, like a natural prick. Like, I think it seems like a very authentic, like, 
like self diluted asshole. Like, I yeah, yeah. Do, well, you I guys, agree. it's better than Drew Carey. But I, I also don't think I think we've seen pretty much everything AJ can do in terms of character wise. Like, you can't give AJ. Let's take a guy like Matt Hardy, where he's broken Matt Hardy. And by the way, let me just right. also say, I don't know if you guys follow Matt Hardy on Instagram or social media. He's trying to get this gimmick over where it's it's one of the best things, and I can't wait till it gets on TV, and I hope to God it does, where he talks about you don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy, where he talks about the rigors of his life, where he's like, I actually had to mow my own lawn today. <laughs> like, he, he's doing this gimmick where he's like, you don't understand how hard it is to be a handsome, wealthy beloved professional athlete doing everything I do for you. And if they get that gimmick on TV, it's going to hit. And I don't know why they're waiting on it. But you know it is? I think he, he's one of the few guys that I think would do better off in AEW because, yes. um, you know, he. I think he really likes to dictate his own character. Yeah. He's done a good job with it in the indies, and WWE doesn't seem to want to let him go all the way with it. That's stuff. it. They want, they want to keep him on a leash. But my point in even bringing yeah. him up is, you can't take AJ and put him in a Matt Hardy environment where, like, we've seen what AJ has. That's it. Like, he's not going to come up with a gimmick where he's, like, he's really going outside the box on, on this way or that way, right? Like, AJ's going to be pretty pretty boring and really relegated to just only showcasing his wrestling, I think. So yeah. Whether a heel or a face. This is the house that AJ Styles built. <laughs> oh, great! That's some great you're, stuff. And you're saying you can never, you can never make him the fiend, right? You can't. No, <laughs> the, best, the best thing the that fiend. we got from AJ in WWE, truly, from a story point of view, was when he was in that in that feud with Samoa Joe, and Joe was talking about Wendy, and and that wasn't even AJ's doing. That was just AJ agreeing to let his family be involved, and it was all Joe. Joe carried the whole thing. By by the way, we were talking earlier on our yeah, text was- thread about the only thing holding Joe back is that body. Like it's not a good body, and like if here's what here's what brought it up though. This is what I don't get about Joe. I think Joe's great. I really do. I think he's great on the mic. I think he's great in the ring. I don't understand just as a as an by accident that Joe couldn't have lost weight in the twenty years we've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> like think about the good exertion that this guy does on a nightly yeah. basis. You know what I mean? The the, the endurance, the the conditioning. Like his diet must be complete garbage for him to have not lost a single pound. Well, and, and you know what's the funny thing is, I feel like he's in better shape now than when he was in his twenties. I mean, he's still he's still a tough lard, but he's tough lard. You know, if you look back to when he was twenty five, when he was getting started, he was actually even fatter. Yeah, and it's like, how do you how do you tour around the world? You're wrestling every day, you're working out. How do you not develop some de- some muscle definition, some sign? Sign. <laughs> like, I mean, some. Some like muscle bulging out, so we know he's not just like complete lard. Well, yeah. Owens, Owens has a similar type body too, though. Can you imagine Owens with no shirt on? Oh. I mean, Owens without yeah. a shirt would look like Owens. Owens actually—you could argue he's even worse because he just has this like massive like beard guy. He looks like he's just hanging out at the corner tab five nights a week. That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. Joe at least has that oh, like Joe looks like, visible, like, like He's got, like, the, the, the tit fat that comes over the side, yeah. which Owens yeah. doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, Samoa Joe is more like a box. He's, like, a, he's yeah. like just this big boxy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Statue. Where yeah. Owens is just, like, no definition and then this big gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Owens has not, Owens has no Owens, muscle at all. Owens wears that, he wears that undershirt tucked into his shorts. Yeah. Whenever he's getting pinned, like, his t-shirt flies up and it, it just looks like, 
it's like anybody's grandpa was dressed like it's really weird <laughs> yeah and then and then his armpits are exposed and there's like just they're just layers of stretch marks pink stretch like, marks going all down the, the side of his the body the Mo and Joe love showing the skin he always has. Yeah. The Mo and Joe's refused to put his shirt on all these years. Yeah. I'm sure they gave him the, the opportunity, like, hey, if you want to wrestle with, like, a year or a shirt, feel free. <laughs> Yo, bro, I just wear, <laughs> I wear a towel around my neck, bro. That's it. Yeah, that's how I go out there with a towel around my neck, bro. You got a problem with that? No, no, Mr. Joe, no. Go on out there, Mr. Joe. You wonder how he made it all. I mean, Samoa, like you said, he is good at what he does. But how did he break? Like, a guy who looks like that, how did he break through? Because even in in, T- in uh, TNA, he was a major star. And that was like, we're like, Jesus, why is he a star? He, he's not good on the mic back then. He, he just, oh, what, what, what was the draw? I think, he, I think he was, though. I think he was good on the mic back then. I don't think he was ever bad on the mic. I think he was bad. Look, I think what it was, I, I think he was bad on the mic compared to what we were what we loved and what we were used to, but I think um, I, I, it was never great, but by TNA standards, he was exceptional. Yeah, I guess when, when every night you're in the main event with Sanjay Dutt and uh, yeah. Chris Bates and, and, and Curry, man, you're going to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. What was, I, I guess I don't watch TNA enough, Joseph Park, like, when he was not Abyss and he was in the Joseph Park character, what right. was that? Like, he was a, was he a congressman or something? Like, he what was, was that? Attorney. Get- he was a lawyer. Oh, he's a lo- okay, but did, yeah. was he not supposed to be Abyss? Were they supposed to be two different people? They, I guess, apparently, I, I feel like, and someone's obviously going to hear this and correct me, I'm sure, but I think they knew each other, and like people would ask Joseph Park where Abyss was, and he would never have, he'd never have info on his whereabouts. <laughs> it's like our friend Tom, he who's made- in that band Monk Nine, and he acts like he's not nine. He's like, there, there's this like local band called Monk Nine, and this guy Tom that we know. And he's mm-hmm. the singer. He is nine, but he always yeah. puts on Facebook that he's their manager. Right, right, right. Same thing. Yeah, and like I saw, like, I saw him talking to people, and he's like, "Oh, let me get in contact with nine, and I'll let you know what he says." Yeah, exactly the same <laughs> thing. Where he'd be like, "Well, I, I haven't seen Abyss, but I can try to track him down." Like, <laughs> yeah, he asked me around here somewhere, <laughs> and then he opens a door, yeah. closes it, and then the door opens, and Abyss is in the full outfit. Exactly. You yeah. rang. <laughs> hey, back back to um back to the fiend. I think that when he did the mandible claw, that was terrifying to watch. Oh my god, yeah. Shouldn't that be his finishing move? For sure. I hope it is. I think it will be. I don't it think so be, because right? no, because after that he did the sister Abigail again. Uh, See, uh, they they need to drop all the shit with the Wyatt's. Like the shit where he's on his knees with his arm out. Like enough enough of all that Wyatt throwback shit. The Fiend yeah. needs to be his own guy, and the Fiend needs to just come out, do the mandible. The mandible claw looked crazy when he was doing it. Yeah. I mean, it looks scary. Gentlemen, like- I, gentlemen sorry to interrupt, but I, I do have to uh, depart this call. Okay. I will uh, holler at you boys later. All right, Sam. Take it easy. The Fiend got him. Yeah. And it goes right back to where we started. We see you can't ask questions. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sam, are you still there? Wait, check your phone, Ryan. Is Sam still on? All right, I'm working. No, it's just me and you. Oh, okay. I don't want to make any comments and then. But see, yeah. see, you see how that works? He just has to go and then that's it. Like, Ryan Ryan didn't even want to. Like, like when the soup Nazi, it's like, uh, can I have bread? What? Yeah. What do you mean, bread? 
And if it were you two and I was like, hey, I got to run, you'd be like, where are you going? You'd, never, you'd really lay into me. <laughs> Let's say it's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Yeah, thanks for your presence. Remember those kids that would call their dad sir because they were afraid always? Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, now, didn't I tell you when you wrote your punishment that if you ever do this again, you're going to have to come see me? Yes, sir. Go get the belt. Let me ask you this, though. Going back to the scene for a second, Abe. uh, What what do you think about, what's your opinion on, like, what the balance should be between uh, Firefly, Funhouse, Bray, and the scene? Like, Mm. how do you feel about the way that's being handled? I actually think you should have both because I don't think the fiend should ever talk. For instance, yeah, they did a fiend, they did a, a photo shoot with the fiend on Instagram the other day, and it was just stupid. Yeah, like they should never like. What's he doing in a studio with smoke? Like that's right. The fiend is the, separate. It, it's it's the same way that when when Holland Nash showed up as the outsiders, they never walked down the ramp, and eventually they did, which is lame because they're supposed to be outsiders, right? Why are you coming down the ramp? Why are you in the back? You know, it's. It, you really should uh, commit to that gimmick, and the fiend should never be in a photo shoot. And, and I think I think I, I do want to see I want to see Bray Wyatt come out and do promos in the ring with that sweater vest on, and yeah. and and not do any damage, but then mention that the fiend is going to you know have well, to take care of the situation. And that's situation. what I like when he responded to Finn the other day, right? When he he did he showed up on the Tron as Bray, and he he was really happy, and he's like, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. You know where he's doing that over the top shit where he's like, "That's why me and Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy the Bus are big fans of yours, and that's why I'm real excited to tell you that the Fiend's accepting the challenge." And then he slowly goes into, "And the Fiend remembers," and the Fiend, and then he starts to get like deeper, and his eyes go black, and then it turns into the Fiend. I, I like to me that's the best use of Bray and, and both characters. Yeah, yeah, but the Fiend, the, the Fiend, like I, I do like though when the Fiend's like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same. <laughs> I, I like, I like uh, when Firefly shows up and then kind of the scene appears in his mind. I don't know. I think they're doing it well, and I hope they keep it up because I feel like I don't have confidence in them to keep doing it right. Well, the question is, how do you get him into a match? Because. Is he really going to stand there when they're doing the ring announcements and then ring a bell? And no, is he, that's a good point. You're and right. is he going to put up with a referee? Like, like if you're the fiend, wouldn't you attack a referee? Absolutely. Yeah, they should really throw out all the preconceived notions when it comes to him with, with what is expected of a wrestler. But, like, what will he ever wrestle? Like, that's the thing. Is he just attack? I mean, he's, he's wrestling at SummerSlam, so I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have an intro, which is even weird, right? He's, he's like, I love it when he just appears. I hope, I would like for him to have some kind of song, I guess. Yeah. But, because I, I, I think it gets old with just the, the lights going on and off. No, you're right. I mean, it, it does. You're right. But the, the, the right now, the fiend is just evil. He just attacks. He's like an animal. Like he, he's like He's like Michael yeah. Myers in Halloween. So totally. how do you how do you turn that into a guy that's going to stand there come down a ramp with a song and follow the <laughs> the, the protocol of wrestling? Yeah, that's going to stand in the corner and wait for the bell to ring, and right, he, right. he's going to let the referee pull him off when he's when he has when he's has a five count. 
yeah, or even think about like the, the, the principle or the act of putting a guy's shoulders to the mat for two exactly. seconds. Like, why would that even be a concern of this? Exactly. Like, why does he care yeah. about pinning people? Exactly. Why, why does he care about winning wrestling matches? Because he's so evil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, now now we have to remember that it's wrestling. So yeah. it all it all falls into that that genre. So it's like, of course he's going to want to pin someone because he's a wrestler because we're watching wrestling. Right. But it's just a weird thing that this evil. But then again, like nails, boss man, you locked me up, and now I'm coming after you, boy. But then he still went <laughs> yeah. for the pin, and he was still. Know, at, it's like you do have to suspend reality at a certain point because if that were all true, he'd just want to kill the guy. Yeah, exactly. But didn't he stab yeah. him or something? Didn't nails Did stab he? someone? He nails either stab someone in real life or on TV. Oh no, no, no! That was when he attacked Vince. Oh, that's right. It was Vince he tried to stab. Yeah, right? he attacked Vince, and people heard, like, Pat Patterson or someone heard it outside the office and had to call people in to get nails off of Vince. <laughs> God, that's crazy. There, There is no... I can't think of... A, well, the giant Gonzalez was pretty bad, too. But nails... And, and, and when Zeus was in WWE, that was that was awful, too. But yeah. the, pretty much almost... I would say 80% of big men are just trash. You know, it's funny. You bring up Giant Gonzalez, and I think it, I it was on Shivani or Bischoff's podcast where they were talking about when uh, he was George. His name was George. His real name's George. And when he was in WCW. He was Elegante, was right? A, yeah, 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 yeah. Elegante. And they were trying to get him to do a promo. I guess he was working with Flair, maybe. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if it was Mean Gene or someone that was like, you know, they, they put him in a promo situation. And they were like, what, you know, what do you want to say to Ric Flair? And he would be like, Ric Flair, I will kill you. And they were like, cut, cut. We don't say we're going to kill you. And they were like, all right, let's, let's not say that. All right, let's, let's redo it. Think of something else you want to say about Ric Flair. They roll again, and he goes, I will kill you. Like he, couldn't, <laughs> he, he couldn't get it. That's all he said. I will kill you. <laughs> then, wait. When he was a giant Gonzalez, he wore like a bear, like some kind of fur or something. Yeah, it was like the muscle. Was like the oh, muscle, yeah, muscle uh, jumpsuit. Yeah, the muscle jumpsuit covered in, in weird patches of hair. <laughs> Who thought, like, how was that a good idea? I, I, I know there were there was all kids. But, you know, even back then, I never really took him seriously. Even even the, no. uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Great Khali. That's another, like, just awful. Just a waste making him the champion and stuff. Yeah. It, it just he can't do anything. It's like Andre the Giant yeah. holding the rope to drop the elbow drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I just thought of this. this I, I wanted to mention this before we go. Um, one more thought, and I saw someone post this on on Reddit the other day. It was actually a very good thought. They said, uh, you know, on the on the Raw reunion, how uh, DiBiase bought the title from Andre Blaze. Oh yeah, I, I read that too. Where they said now that makes Andre's title. Like, he was the champion for real now? It, it makes DiBiase's title because he bought it, right? Remember oh, DiBiase, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said, like, if, it val- if his run now as WWE 24-7 champion was valid now, then it makes his first run valid. And they were like, it's the, it was the long con by DiBiase. Which is actually hilarious and perfectly, it's great logic. Yeah. He should push for that. He should say, I was WWE champion. I know. There's, you know, let's wrap it up on this because I saw that Lacey Evans and and Alundra Blaze are feuding on Twitter. Yeah, is there no one? I can't think of anyone that makes me cringe more than her 
the way she looks, the way she sounds, Alundra, Medusa, Alundra Blaze, her voice is just, oh, it's awful. I didn't even recognize her on Raw Reunion, and the way she was dressed, she, do you remember when um, Right to Censor was a thing, and Ivory was in Right to Censor? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I swear to God, for the first half of the show, I thought it was Ivory. Like, I didn't even, it didn't even register with me that it was Alundra Blaze until she came out with the title and tried to drop it in the garbage can. I'm got. I'm not holding this title too long. What? Ugh. She's terrible. Ugh. Why even bring her back? And, she... and in no way uh, does she impose any sort of physical dominance. Like, why would Lacey Evans, who up until this point has really, she's done pretty well for herself. I, I mean, she's only had what one major feud with Becky. Yeah. But like, she she held her own. She she's good on the mic. I love the name of her finish, the woman's right, which is great. But, I mean, why involve yourself with Alundra Blaze? Like an old, she's an old woman who can't speak or do anything physical. Why? Unless it's a real feud, which I don't think. I'm sure it's part of the storyline. Yeah, it's got to be. But she's, yeah. I mean, I don't get why Vince, I know Vince brings everyone back, Like, but she she threw the title in the garbage and left. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know he put her in the Hall of Fame, which I guess she was one of the pioneers for women women's wrestling. But, like, now... She's one of the people yeah. you should just say, just stay home. Yeah, yeah totally. Because she doesn't and, add anything to the on-air product either. At, at all. At, at all. It's like going back to the genius where, like, who's, who's tuning in to see that? Who's coming here to see this? No one. Um, one more thing I did want to mention, and we haven't talked about it at all tonight, at all, but AEW and the fact that they announced that first match with Cody, and I don't even know who the guy is. Yeah, that's just an awful match to announce. That's the first match on October 2nd on their debut on TNT. That, that's not... See, here's the thing. CM Punk... He, he, I've been saying the whole time that CM Punk's joining AEW. And I'm, I'm 100% convinced he's joining. And I'll, I'll explain. Number one, Cody has been tweeting. And he said, oh, he'll probably join WWE. Why would Cody ever say that? He's saying it to try to uh, distract the fans. Like, it, it's a classic misdirect. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And whether Meltzer believes or not, but he said it's not. He said that's Cody's. Yeah, Meltzer's, Meltzer's in bed with AEW. No, you're right. You're right. I know. He is. So you can't. Meltzer's losing credibility now just because he's too much. Like, yeah, they, he's trying to play kayfabe with, with AEW. Yeah, and, and they, they treat Meltzer like he's uh, like, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy who reported oh John God, Lennon's Walter death. Cronkite. Yeah, Walter Cronkite. Um, yeah. So they give him respect. This guy's used to being told, like, you're scum. You're the scum on my shoe. You troll piece of shit. Right. Like, that's what he's used to. Now he's being treated like the king. Like, he's yeah. P- he's Peter Gammons all of a sudden. Yeah, no, it's true. So so Meltzer, I, I can't really trust Meltzer. In that. But but there's no, I, I would be shocked if CM Punk doesn't show up either at double, I think in today's age, because the way things used to work was like a guy would make a surprise appearance and, and the ratings were through the roof. Like everyone, like it it was all about surprises. Now it's about promoting it on social media to get a big rating on TV. Sure. So I have a feeling that CM Punk's going to show up at double or nothing. So in that way they could promote the first episode of, of, uh, you think there's any, any, um, uh, so did you see the Jericho? Like, so it's Omega on the box against Jericho and two mystery partners. Did you see that? Wait, what was it? So it's um, on October 2nd, right, on the, that first night on um, TNT. 
who just announced it, I think, yesterday. Omega and the Bucks versus Jericho and two mystery partners. And Jericho said, you won't believe who I'm bringing in. Hmm. Yeah. Well, would, would so CM Punk, I, I but why would CM Punk be in a match like that? That seems... No, I'm, I, I don't think so. I'm just, I, I guess I'm just throwing that out. Like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't stick him in that. There's no way. Right? I mean, they can't. No. Who's even available that he could have in that position? This is going to really piss you off, but they said Marty Skrull's deal with RO with Ring of Honor ends on October 1st, so that frees him up for October 2nd. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't put butts in the seat. <laughs> well, people like him. He's pretty popular. I mean. No, I know. I know. But, but it, 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 the thing that's tough, dude, about, about promoting uh, a main event three months in advance by, by seeing mystery partners is like, you better pay that shit off. Yeah, exactly. You can't trot out like Orange Cassidy or that guy with no, you know, <laughs> on October 2nd after four or three months of promotion and be like, that was a satisfying payoff. <laughs> and that's like, like, I heard Cody Rhodes say that he, he, he's worried about the base, not the casual fan. But yeah. if, the thing is that you have to bring in guys that are going to get the interest of, of the public because that's right. The, the hardcore fans will sell out arenas. But when yeah. it comes to cable ratings, I mean, New Japan Pro Wrestling's on Access TV every week. Do you ever yeah. hear about those ratings? I never hear anything about those never. ratings. So, and people love New Japan, and Jericho's on there, Omega, the Young Bucks, all yeah. of them. They're all on there, like a week late. But still, it's like yeah. a live show every week, New Japan Pro Wrestling. No one watches it. So, right. they ha- that, that's what I'm saying. It's essential. And I know they say, we don't need Punk. We'd like to have him. We don't need him. You do need Punk. Because yeah. CM Punk will instantly just get everyone, like everyone will talk about AEW. Yeah. You have to have him. He's the guy you have to have. And even Dean, yeah, John Moxley was a good score for them, but like he's, he's not as big as CM Punk. Chris Jericho no. was a great score, but you need that. Like CM Punk would be like bringing in Hulk Hogan to WCW at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's that old thing where it's, it, they say it's, it's, um, it's easier to become successful than it is Stay successful, right? So AEW, um, you can, you can, uh, you know, you got Tony Khan, you got the money, you can get the show on TNT, but like, but but staying there and, and keeping that buzz, right? It's it's one thing to pop the buzz, right, for for a week or two, or you know, they sell out double or nothing, right? They sell out all or nothing, whatever, all in or whatever. It's like those things are great and remarkable and awesome, but like, how do you sustain it? And I think you need a guy like Punk in your arsenal to keep the buzz. Because anyone on that roster, they may be great in the ring, they could be good to pop a rating here and there, they're not going to keep it. Well, they had a great match with Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Is Dustin really going to be... I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So no, they, but that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying... But, is, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He had one good match. So right. is that a guy now that every week you're going to have a, a, a good uh, exactly. program with? Exactly. A good storyline? No. And, and that's the thing, too. It's like... Now you're going to be on TV every week. You're doing a show once every two months right now, and yep. I'm not really blown away by the undercards. I know, I know, and I know the wrestling hardcore fan they just love anything AEW does because, yeah. and every podcast loves AEW because they want to be a part of AEW or they want right. to get wrestlers on. We don't care on this podcast. We're never going to have guests on this podcast no. well, unless unless CM Punk sent us a text and said, "Hey guys, let's talk wrestling." Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but like. 
we're never gonna try to get. We don't. We're not. We don't have like masters to serve here. There's no alliance or allegiance to anything here. So yeah. no, and, and we all we do is criticize WWE, but and 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 I do like AEW, but they're not as good as people are acting. They had a few good yeah. matches on the card, but the undercard was, and it's like Brandy Rhodes, like their women's division isn't that interesting. Everyone's like, no one thought that people would cheer for women from Japan until they watch AEW. NXT's yeah. been doing that for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have all those women from Japan wrestling. So like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, and, and, and another thing, like Brandy Rhodes was on Twitter talking about, you know, all the, all the hate she gets and stuff. Now the death threats, that's, that's awful. And those, and you just have to ignore that. I mean, when we were on the Stern channel, do you remember all the shit people said about us? It was awful. Yeah, when we first started, it was because people were pissed. We took Bubba's spot and all this shit. Yeah. It, was horrible. it was horrible. Even like Marianne from Brooklyn and Captain Jenks were like, why don't we have shows? They, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. they get a show. It's like, well, because you, you guys can't do a show. You, <laughs> you, you think you guys have been contributors to Howard's show for 20 years? You, you think if he thought you had any kind of talent, he wouldn't give you a show? Yeah. There's a reason why you don't have shows. And, and, and it's like... Uh, I saw my train of thought. What were we talking about? How like Brandy? Brand oh, oh yeah, saying, Brandy. You know, yeah, yeah, Brandy. And, and the death threats are—that's a whole different category, and it shouldn't even be acknowledged, right? But, yeah. But the ones that actually have merit, where you know the, the actual complaint. Yeah, but, but she, yeah, exactly. But like, doesn't she realize that they rip on WWE left and right? Like Cody destroying the <laughs> throne, all the shit John Moxley talked. It's like, why is that okay? But if someone says anything about you guys, it's like, oh, this is bullying. They have it's them, like, like banned from the building or something. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a double standard for sure. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I but like I think, it. Trust me. I'm excited about I'm really excited about AEW. But I just think same. that they and have I, to have CM Punk. And I want them to eventually get to a point where they feel confident enough to compete. And I think both you and I, and I know Sam and our friend Danny Gaga, we're all really holding our breath, hoping that, they would debut on Monday or, Tuesday, or, or Friday night, right? To go counter Raw or SmackDown, I, it would have been it would have been awesome. And I hope they get to the point where they can. But I don't think with what they have now, and I could be completely wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see the pieces in place that will allow them to do that. I think if they would have came out on Monday night, they would have done better than Wednesday because instantly yeah. that that's like without CM Punk. If you come on Monday nights, immediately you get a lot of press. It's like the wrestling yeah, war. And, and the wrestling it's, it's, war has begun. That's right. And people will respect the balls of that enough just to tune in. You know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, shit, here we go. It, yeah. And, and, but I feel like in this, because they didn't, they're not going up against Raw. They're not going up against SmackDown. I feel like you're right, dude. And I, I hate to say it because you've talked about CM Punk going to AEW for months. And it's like, it, it, on a personal level, it's gotten tedious. I know to me and say I'm a Dan because like, that's all you talk about. But you're right. At this point, you're absolutely right. Where it's like they, they absolutely need them now uh, to make them to make them go up a level. Like the level they, they need them to level up. And I really hope that I'd much rather see him in WWE though. There's so much you could do with him in WWE. Yes. I mean, it would be crazy if he went because yeah. I mean, if he went to WWE, AEW is fucked. Like. If I were Vince McMahon, I would offer CM Punk $10 million a year. And if he said no, I'd say, how about 15 Yeah, and if I were Tony Khan, I'd also offer him 20 I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? It's, he, he's, the guy, he's the guy. He's the piece. Either side that gets him would win. Is CM Punk the biggest wrestler right now on earth? 
which is insane because he's not even wrestling. He hasn't wrestled in six years. But is he is he the biggest name in wrestling? Besides The I Rock or something. He, he's got to be. I mean, I feel like CM Punk would be a bigger score than John Cena. Same, dude. I think and CM Punk's a bigger score than if Roman Reigns went to AEW. I think CM Punk's a bigger score. I think I the only, I, I think really maybe Brock. Le- I think he's bigger than Brock Lesnar, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And I think Punk has to, on some level, know that. And I feel like there's no way. And you and I know him. We don't know. I mean, we don't know him that well, but we know him. And I don't think there's any way that CM Punk is happy being a commentator for whatever that shitty fucking MMA thing is that he does. Like, he's got to know. Even if money's not an, uh, an object, right? That Like, he's got to know that the excitement over where he would go would be, would rejuvenate his career and his life on a level that he can't even understand. He has to understand the magic that he, br- like, it's like when you, when yeah. you're, when you're, okay, let me just give you an example of something. Okay, so I'm starting this new radio show on the station, Will Rock, starting this Saturday. And, right. I haven't felt this way. I was in the studio yesterday just loading an audio and stuff. I felt like some kind of magic in the studio because I was just thinking yeah. about because I, 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 I'm getting to do whatever I want, basically. Right, right, right. And there's just I don't know what it, it was some weird thing that took me over when I was in there. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is what I like doing. This That's is right. this is like what I should be doing because yeah. this is what I really what I could do good at and what I love doing. Yeah. Right. So when CM Punk is in that wrestling world, he has to feel that magic. Like this yes. is this is what makes you special. This is yes. what people. It's like the the Rock when he's in a WWE ring. He, I mean, just the the electricity that he must feel. It's just like that's it. This is where yeah, you belong. That's right. And you know, it's funny. I read this quote from Stan Lee yesterday, and and I think it's so it's obviously an older quote because he's not here. But he 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 talks about how he was, he would go to these events and these parties and stuff and. He would always feel inferior because he'd be at these events with like authors of these, you know, these novels or these like these important people who did like, you know, they wrote this or they designed that. That I was always I was felt like a comic book writer, but I, I realized later in life that you know what? No, because I bring smiles to people's faces, and it doesn't matter if I'm a comic book writer or if I do whatever it is. If you entertain people and you, you take them away from their life for a second, like that's a beautiful thing, and not everyone can do that. And he really began to appreciate what he could do with that gift. Yeah. And I feel like eventually Punk has to realize, like, look, I tried this, I tried that, I tried that. For my own well-being and my own mindset, and maybe that didn't work, maybe that didn't work, but, like, what I'm really good at and what really makes people fucking happy is, is doing this. And, and what he could do to change the world, really, like, in a That's way. It. because. You could touch yeah, all these people. Dude. You could do anything, like all these Make a Wish kids. There's so many yeah. with the re- just with the wrestling platform, and especially if you went to AEW, he could get the lightest schedule ever, and ever. just 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 live it up. But now maybe maybe he hates any like what's her name, Kristen Stewart. She hates being a celebrity. She says she hates everything about yeah. it. She hates fame. She hates people. I mean, I guess there's people like that, but I mean. He he really could do something special if he went if he did either AEW or WWE. Yep. And and I think I think they they should Vince McMahon right now should be calling him. He Vince McMahon should have flew to Chicago and and met with him and said, "You know what? I'm really sorry." We and you know they sued him and all that crap. I think he's he was so like 
just fed up with wrestling with all that stuff. Yeah. Well, he even made a statement. I'm sure you saw it where he's like, I, that I don't even think about, I, I'm not mad at them. I'm not, I don't harbor any resentment. I mean, yeah, it's, it's odd that he would say that for years. We heard that, you know, he hated, he hated them, but now he's saying that he doesn't. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, that's another reason why I think he might be going to AEW because I think they're just trying to. Here's the thing. And you guys would always mock me because I remember once I had dinner with Punk and my friend Arthur and I was like, God, Punk's smart. He knows what he's doing. You know, you guys would be like, oh, yeah, Punk's, you know, you must be. But I really do believe that if he plays chess with life, I think he knows exactly what he's saying, why he's saying it. I really do. Oh, yeah. Oh, here. Let me me, hang on. We'll we'll wrap it up on this, okay? Because do you remember when. so we had Punk in studio on on our uh, Howard 101 show the night yeah. before he cashed in the money in the bank. And yeah, it was July 16th, I think. It was July 16th. And, and, and do you remember yeah. when... when God, here, I, here I'm like hauling Nash. I remember the date. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember that he said, like, they called in and they said, oh, what are you going to do if Alberto Del Rio tries to cash in his money in the bank? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to run through the crowd. And that's exactly what yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I found this audio, this hilarious clip. You did. That's awesome. Well, no, I, well, not, well I, I found that too, but it's just boring. But I found this okay. other clip that's, that's just hilarious. So this is, this is CM Punk talking about The Undertaker. Speaking of The Undertaker, I mean, like the first time he texted me, LOL. Oh my I, god! I was, kind of like, I was like, oh man, you know like, that little that last little part of the kid, in, like the wrestling kitty in me, like you know, died. Shattered. Like Shattered. I, I, I don't know who I was next to, and I like elbowed him, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, Taker just LOL'd me. Oh my god, <laughs> that was awesome. That's awesome. Undertaker sends an LOL text. Really and this funny. was back in like 2011 or something or 2010. Yeah. So we should have okay. known that one day the Undertaker was going to be on Instagram. And if you want the best socks, get Murray socks and me undies, and you will rest in socks. That's hilarious. All right, we'll wrap it up on that. And and we'll we'll do a show definitely before the AEW premiere. But you have my guarantee that CM Punk is coming to AEW. Damn. Big <laughs> you saw you saw Jerry Maguire, right? Yeah. Remember when the guy's like, and I don't do I don't do contracts, but my word is as good as oak. That's right. And then he ended up not he'd end up not signing with Jerry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. guarantee my guarantee is as good as oak. <laughs> All, All right. right, I'll talk to you. All right, later. If you were gonna give the United States of America an enema, you'd stick the holes right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.